Welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talk and Preps podcast. I'm David Levake, and we are going to break down the approaching boys hockey section finals. It's uh, one of the best weeks of the year uh, when we when we see these teams battling it out for the right to go to the state tournament, the ultimate carrot for any of the hockey players around the state. And to help me get a handle on this situation, brought in one of the best that that's uh, that's ever done it, Pat O'Leary, YZS head coach. Uh, good, to, good to be with you, Pat. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. Well, I, I was saying uh, when we went down a list of uh, things to talk about, I said, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that it's 20 years ago that <laughs> the Gophers won the NCAA title your senior year. What is what, um, what what what's a memory that endures? What's a fun story that endures about that wonderful time in your life? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things. I actually had to put on my uh, uh, gopher hat today and wear it around the community just uh, for the big weekend they had this last weekend, too, and how they're playing right now. But uh, um, no, I mean, there's a bunch of different stories. But, um, you know, one that I always tell people that's kind of interesting when you start talking about nerves and, you know, all those kind of things is is um, the number one was my good buddy Jordan Leopold, who uh, ended up winning the Holy Baker that year. Um, I, always tell, I always tell this story to, to people that, you know, yeah, uh, such a humble guy that he didn't even think he was going to win it when he was in the final three. And so we were at, he was rooming with Judd Stevens and I was rooming with Keith Ballard and, and I just, I, I went over there and this was before texting and all that stuff, but uh, that, well, that just dated me right there, by the way, but um, no, I, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe we did text. I'm not even sure, but it wasn't like it is now, but anyways. And I, uh, and I just said, Hey buddy, like you got your speech ready. And he's like, for what? I'm like, for the, when you're going to win the Hobie t- tonight, you know, it was the day between the thing. He's like, Oh, so anyways, we took some time to, I said, you better start working on working on some, putting some stuff on, you know, ink on paper for that, you know, so you don't look stupid when you do win it. So um, that's one story. And then another one that's kind of cool is, and I, I I tell my high school guys this all the time when I feel like they're getting nervous before a game, which is, which is valid is I told them, I said, when we, uh, the Wednesday practice before the frozen four at the, at the XL, there was like 9,000 people at the practice and in the final game, um, uh, you know, in the championship game, there was uh, 20,000 people at, you know, at warmups for that one because everyone got there so early. So it's like that you want to talk about nerve wracking. Yeah. You, there was a, you guys had a lot on the going, pressure on you because you guys hadn't done it since 79 and you, now you have a chance to do it at home and it looked like you weren't going to do it three to two late and then Kowalska and then Patoli uh, in overtime. It was, it was, I mean, I, I, unless I cover, you know, like a Super Bowl someday, I, I, and even in then, I don't imagine that I'll ever cover a bigger event given all those all those things we just mentioned. You know, it's it was really a phenomenal thing to see in person. Yeah, and it's one of those ones where it's you know you it was kind of a storybook thing with all those things put into the blender, but also how the game played out. You know, it's one of those ones where it's like, you know, if it was five nothing or something going into the third or whatever, which obviously not too many championship games are, but you know, it's it when. <laughs> When we, were, we were down on our daubers there with about a minute left and, you know, to tie it up that way. And then, you know, win it towards the end of overtime, that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun experience, obviously. Yeah. Well, and then you got to do something similar 2016, you brought Wyzetta to a state championship and what is that, is, you know, is that still something that, that is, is very large in your memory and, and that experience as well? Yeah. And I, you know, during that experience, as I mean, obviously being a coach and a player is a completely different thing, but you do, you do draw things from experiences when it, whether it's when you played, if you, you know, in games that you won or you lost or, you know, battled through and, you know, I, 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 I'd be honest with you. I, I do remember when we were down 
three to one, I believe is what it was uh, to Eden Prairie. And they had, they had a power play and um, going through my mind, I'm like, you know, I've seen something like this before. Obviously it was a little bit different spectrum, but uh, you know, just, I continue to keep working and believing and trying to make simple plays and so on and so forth. And uh, the game's never over till the buzzer. So all those cliches actually come true sometimes. How do you think you've improved as a coach, not only just because you brought a team to a title, but, you know, you're a few years into your career at that point. That was six years ago already. Uh, you're, you're getting to be, you're moving up the, the ranks and now you're kind of a, a middle tier coach as far as experience. And how do you think you've improved since then? Because there hasn't been another championship, but that doesn't mean there hasn't been improvement. What, what have you learned? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me personally is, you know, continuing to, you know, have a phenomenal staff and, and, you know, community-based area that I hear that, that support me and my family. And, and I, and it's allowed me to, you know, mature quite a bit. And, you know, now that I have kids in the, the program and, and in the area that go to school and, um, you know, so on and so forth, it just, it, it makes you, I'm, I, I'm fortunate for the position that I have and the kids that I get to work with every single day. But I, you know, I, I should have probably said it off the bat is obviously I'm a lot more calm than I was when I started coaching, <laughs> but I think you can probably, <laughs> say that. you can say that for everybody. That's just, when you get done playing, you know, at a high level and you just you jump right into coaching, it's you, you, you just want it so bad for the kids and you want to make sure everything's going well. And sometimes the highs are really high and the lows are really low. So that's the biggest thing I've already tried to concentrate on over the last, you know, two to five years, you know, when I, when, after I've been, you know, doing, doing this for a while is just to kind of enjoy every day and, and come into the rink every day and, um, you know, not getting so up and down on the game, you know, and it's, it's been a, it's been a lot less stressful for me. I mean, it's never going to be stress-free obviously because you're, you're, you're coaching a sport, but uh, it's been good for, for that part of it for myself. And I, you know, I love coming to the rink every day with my staff and my players. So it's been good. Well, that sounds good. Let's get into this section outlook. I wanted to start with one that you may have not, well, you wouldn't have had any direct experience <laughs> these teams, but I, I was hoping to kind of get your sense, kind of the bigger picture uh, in, in section two uh, class double a you got, mm -hmm. Alaska playing Prior Lake, and no matter who wins, we'll have a brand new team in the state tournament that we haven't seen before. And and then in, in, in staying in Section Two, but moving over to Class Single A, Minneapolis is going to play Delano uh, in the title game. And if Minneapolis wins, they're going back to the state tournament for the first time since nineteen well since a Minneapolis team went in nineteen ninety four. In either of these cases, what what can you say as far as that being good for the game to have other teams? taking a, their first chance crack at it or getting a, an opportunity, you know, 30 years later. Yeah. I mean, it's so good for the game. And I think I was actually talking to somebody about this the other day. Um, just as I'm like kind of going through the the sections and watching games on, you know, on unfollow, you know, I mean, you know, you come to the fruition and it's, those are a couple of the ones that obviously you see, I mean, and you know, with the two double a one, um, you know, I, I, and I talked to a lot of the coaches, obviously, cause there's a couple of conference coaches in that one and, and so on and so forth, but they all knew coming in, you know, that this was, that was a wide open section, just the way it's, it's been all year long. Um, you know, some of the, you know, the majority of the, the, the teams that predominantly are there, which was obviously Eden Prairie and Tonka and those ones were kind of young at, at some positions and, um, you know, kind of not tested and, and had the experience. So that was going to be a factor. And, and, you know, the, the, the two other programs that made it there, obviously prior Lake and, and uh, Chaska, you know, are, 
are very well coached teams and they have some senior leadership and, and two, I mean, there's a couple of players on the ice that are just absolutely phenomenal that are, you know, Mr. Hockey or Mr. Hockey finalists and the Renzo kid from, from, from Chaska is just top notch. So it's uh, I think it's really cool to, for whoever comes out of that section and that one specifically is, and it's, it is a chance of a lifetime. And, and, and I know there'll be, <laughs> there'll be, it'll be an interesting first period. I have a feeling there'll be a little, some nerves on the, both of those benches, I think. So, uh, you know, getting through that. And then when you come to the Minneapolis versus Delano one, you know, Garrett's done such a good job with his program in Delano and continuing to be in the finals every single year. And they pulled off a bunch of overtime wins and, and done that. And um, it's, it's been really, it's been great to see. And, and Minneapolis is obviously, you know, it, they are in the, the midst of an area where a lot of kids have a tendency to leave, you know, and go to right. private schools or go somewhere else. And, 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 and so for, you know, for them to, to get there and, and get to this final game and have the one seed and, and be playing really well is uh, a tribute to them and their staff and, and the community. And it's pretty cool. I, I was over at actually over at uh, parade and I saw Joe, you know, over there, whatever. And, and, but I, I was over there watching our girls play the Benilde semifinal game and, it was just cool to see all the, how the good job they've done with like, not the marketing, but kind of like the, you know, putting the kids up on the wall and they do a good job yes. of that. And I think yes. this, this group is, is feeling that, and this is a good special group for them. And um, you know, it, 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 I'm excited for the, see how that game goes too. Yeah. And, and you mentioned uh, Garrett at, at uh, Delano. I have no, I'm not rooting against Delano per se. I'm just, I think Minneapolis would be just such a wonderful story. Yes. Uh, in section five, we have something similar going on, and this is a team you guys did play this year. Rogers is the one seed, and they are in the final. They're going to play Maple Grove, and this is a spot Rogers hasn't been in before, uh, being on the cusp of the state tournament. Uh, what kind of chance will you give them against a team like Maple Grove, who is, yeah, they graduated a ton from last year, but they have a certain expectation. They have a certain culture that, you know, going to state is what we do now. How does Rogers overcome that? Yeah. I mean, obviously I know Dave Brown pretty well, obviously he coached under me with, you know, Wazetta for a while. So he's, he has the experience of being there. Um, I mean, obviously the kids don't yet, but that's, you know, something they're trying to look forward to in the future. But, you know, if you look at those, the team that, the, and we played them twice, obviously, and, and I've seen Maple Grove play and um, you know, it's, they, they earned the one seed with the teams that they beat. They beat a bunch of top 10 teams. They also beat those guys in their, you know, in their section as well, which matters. Um, you know, I, I think I could say the same thing. It's, it, it's one of those deals where you'd like to say you could come in and just be like, we have nothing to lose. But I think that's the mentality that, you know, I don't think a lot of people can, you're one game away from going to the Excel. So it's, you know, you got to have something going on there, but I, I mean, I, it's a, it's going to be a toss up. I really think so. I watched the last game they played. I was at it when they played at Rogers and it was a, it was back and forth the whole time. And um, I, I actually, I shouldn't say this out loud, but I actually had to leave to go. I had to go somewhere else for something for my own team. And I left and, the, and I want to say it was two goal. Maple Grove was up by two and, then my buddy texted me. He's like, "Oh, they just tied it and went, you know." And I'm just like, "Wow!" So that's I think that'll be an entertaining matchup for sure. And and and, and the Rogers team has has got a good goaltender and some good leadership. And you know, Maple Grove is uber talented, obviously, and you know, have some big athletes. So it should be a that should be a fun one. Was Dave on your staff in 2016? Was he part of the championship run? Yep. Okay. What was his role uh, as an assistant at that time? He, he ran our forwards. Okay. Very good. And uh, that's section five, section six. Um, you, you know all too well. I don't, I hope, I hope you have a Kleenex, but no. Um, Edina and uh, Benilde St. Margaret, they we're used to those names, but 
people forget Edina's coming off a pretty forgettable year by their standards and been in the state tournament now and forever. And how do you see that one playing out? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it comes down to, you know, if Edina plays the way they have played against us this year, and we played them four times, obviously, but in the last three yeah. times, you know, I mean, we the last three times we played them, it was we we won an overtime 1-0 at their rank. You know, they beat us regulation 1-0 here. And obviously what happened on Saturday, they beat us one one nothing in overtime on that one. So, um, you know, I think the biggest thing that people don't understand if you weren't at the game or you watched the games is everyone assumes that it was, you know, wasn't very entertaining. There was a lot of scoring chances both ways and it was <laughs> physical game. But if, if Edina plays the way that they play, played against us, it'll be super tight and it'll come down to the end. And, uh, but Benil's so, you know, they got so much firepower up front and their defensemen are so, you know, mobile and their goaltender has been phenomenal this year as well. So, um, you know, I think that they, they're, they're very confident right now. And I think that, you know, it was kind of funny as I'm watching, as we're walking off the rink, obviously not feeling the best, but uh, you know, the Edina, those expectations of Edina, like you said, kind of, you know, had a down year last year in their perspective. And uh, you know, they were, they knew how big, big that win was over us, one nothing in the overtime, and um, it, it it was it was, you know, it, I was happy to see once it, for our guys. Obviously, once we got our guys under control, it's uh, you know, they're they're playing well right now. It'll be a that's going to be another heavyweight battle. So that so that's section six. Now historically, you'd all we'd always start the the section final week um, with with uh, class or excuse me section six and section two playing a doubleheader at Mariucci Arena, and anyone everyone except Wyzetta that was a bit of a departure all of a sudden shifting to a big rink that those games are going to be played it's on the same night now it's at separate venues it's going to be one's Bloomington Ice Garden and the other one is uh um uh, uh, mm-hmm. playing in, in those more kind of environments that the kids are a little more accustomed to do you expect that to affect play do you do you think that it's going to be different, a tighter game because you don't have the more open ice. It's going to be a little bit easier for kids to just start playing and not be in awe of, of the, of the Mariucci environment. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. And I think the biggest thing for me personally, I was actually talking to somebody about this the other day too, about, you know, why it was moved out of Mariucci and so on and so forth and, 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 and whatever. But the, I think the biggest thing was just speaking from the game that was, that we were just in on Saturday. And um, I mean, the place was, filled to the rafters and the band was there and both student sections were, you know, hundreds deep. And, uh, you know, you had a lot of just random hockey fans that came to watch. Um, but that's how it fills up so fast. And I think the hardest thing, you know, I remember when we used to go to Mariucci all the time, um, you know, I sometimes forget, obviously just because I played there that like how really cool that is for some kids, you know I mean? How, how, how that can create a lot of stress or, or, you know, uh, nervousness for the kids to just open up, you know, and start playing instead of thinking that they're playing where the golfers play. So um, the, 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 the devil's advocate that I think personally is that that wears off after a little bit, but when sure. you're in small venues with Graymar and you're in the, the big venues, which are two of the best, you know, for high school hockey, in my opinion, you know, the, it's going to be a ruckus the whole night long for 51 minutes. So, sure. um, you know, it, that I think that it's going to, it's going to be a test of just the will of being focused and continuing to play the whole game and, and not making big turnovers and making big mistakes because uh, um, it's going to be loud and it's going to be a yo-yo all night long in both those rinks with just, you know, there's going to be goals both ways. There's going to be penalties both ways and uh, the fans are going to be going crazy. So it's just controlling the emotion. So I think that's the biggest difference than playing at Mariucci because I remember when maybe my first couple of years when you'd have the, you know, four of the big schools playing 
I mean, Mariucci, we would get it to like eight, 9,000 people and it was pretty loud in there, but it's not as deafening as it is in a small venue, like, you know, Bloomington or, or Braemar. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why one of the reasons Ken Pauly's always called the sections the the best kept, kept secret in high school hockey. The, it's mm-hmm. the partisan crowds jammed in. They're so loud. You get the bands going and it's nuts. It's wonderful but it's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a, there was a point on Saturday when, and I, I don't know if I think it was the third period and I was trying to yell at our defenseman to about something. I don't know what it was where he was supposed to be or something. And he literally could like, did not hear me at all. <laughs> so I'm just like, Oh, forget it. Just hopefully he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's got to get something to throw at him from the bench. Exactly. I need a horn. Uh, well, we are going to stay in the big venue in section seven Andover and grand Rapids are going to play at Amsoil arena in Duluth where the Bulldogs play. Uh, you saw Andover and Grand Rapids. What, do you, what, what were your impressions of how those teams are going to match up? Yeah, I mean, we saw Andover early, and it's when they were kind of on a roll and they were playing really well. Their top line is as good as anybody's in the state, and they got a couple defensemen that are good, Knox, and and their goaltenders, it was actually, I think, I, I can't speak for, I don't know them personally, but I think they're really surprised, not surprised, but happily surprised with how he's played this year. They probably knew more than how about him how good he was than I do, but he's had a phenomenal year, and then, you know, on that side of the Grand Rapids side of the, the up north hockey and um, I mean, Young's one of the best defensemen in the state and their top line's phenomenal as well. And their goaltenders been been playing really well as well lately. So, um, you know, it, it, it I think that one's going to be another one of those ones where it's it's and not that they all they all aren't, but it's going to come down. I think that's going to be a power play penalty kill one. It's going to come down to who has a power play later in the game. Um, Cause they're, like I said, they're top five guys on both teams and their power plays are so good. Um, it's going to come down to a, to a power play to not maybe necessarily for the win or the loss, but a big momentum swing um, sure. in, the third, in the third period. I, I, I kind of see that kind of happening. And, and, you know, it, it, you could, it's such a, it's easy to say, but I, I think the majority of these games are going to be pretty tight. And I wouldn't be surprised if you, just like you saw this last weekend, if you don't see two to three overtime games. Sure. Sure. Now while I'm a deadline though, please. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, I, I had a hockey observer say something to me and, and they didn't mean any disrespect toward Edina, but they said, if I'm vanilled, I'm, I'm thrilled in the sense that I don't have to face that goalie for Wyzetta. <laughs> well, is it Ingeman? Ingeman, yeah. Yeah. They said he's, he's the best that that observer had seen all year and that vanilled should feel fortunate that they don't have to deal with him. Um, what, what, what can you say about the job Will did for you this year? Because you've had a, a string of goaltenders that have had good numbers and have had, but what, how does, how did Will stand out even with that great group? Yeah. I mean, I think Will has been, you know, if one of the best, if not the best goalies, you know, why has had in a long time, just because he, the way he, the way he competes on a daily basis. I mean, you know, just every single day coming, trying to get better and he, you know, it's just focusing on everything. And um, you know, he, he gives your, your team a confidence when they're coming out of the locker room of knowing that you have him back there and, you know, it's keeping, he's always going to take a, a few away and, you know, and so on and so forth. He's not a very like loud leader. He's not very, you know, he doesn't dance around the rink, you know, skating board to board. He stays in his net and stays focused. And, uh, but um, no, he's a special, special player. And he's, uh, <laughs> we aren't going to win too many goal, you know, games scoring zero, but we thought that if we could keep it to one or two, you know, we, if we get two, three or two or three goals, sorry, that we're going to win most games. And, uh, and that stayed true this year with him and he's been phenomenal. And, you know, it's hard to, to, to say, compare, you know, apples to apples, but, um, you know, I think he's, if not the top, he's top two or three goalies in the state. Yeah. Is he, I, I apologize. I don't have it right in front of me. Is he on the, the three final three for the Brimzak? 
No, he's only a junior. Oh, he's only a junior. Oh, okay. Well, then he's not eligible. Okay. Well, I guess Benil's not done having to worry about him. <laughs> just, just this <laughs> right. year, but not, not going forward. But exactly. no, but um, so I, 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 I really appreciated the, the time and the insight. A lot of good ground covered here. Pat, I thank you for doing it. Uh, I wish you all the best here, and, and uh, we'll be talking Wyzetta hockey again before too long, I'm sure. Yeah, I appreciate you covering, our, you know, not only our team, but all the teams. And I know it's the, the kids and the families love it, and we look forward to – obviously, we wish we were playing on Wednesday night and at the X next week, but I'll be around just because I enjoy the game and watching with the kids, and uh, I'm sure I'll bump into you. That sounds good, sir. Thank you.